This is an RNZ podcast. Cabinet ministers have approved the first step towards creating a new public broadcasting super entity involving RNZ and TVNZ. But the plan looks quite different to what they considered at the end of last year. RNZ News understands Cabinet has approved a high-level decision to proceed and has now signed off on commissioning a business case. That was Susie Ferguson on RNZ's morning report last Wednesday teeing up a scoop by RNZ political editor Jane Patterson about the latest development in the government's plans for public broadcasting, a single public media outfit to replace both RNZ and TVNZ. Back in December, Jane Patterson reported that a proposal for one would be put before Cabinet before Christmas and that big move could be announced before the new year if it got a green light. But evidently, it didn't. New Year came and went without any big reveal from Broadcasting and Digital Media Minister Chris Farfoy. Now, it turned out that some ministers wanted more detail, particularly about how the commercial activities of TVNZ might dovetail with the public service ones of RNZ and the ethos of the whole thing to replace the both of them. But when the minister's proposal went back before Cabinet again last Monday, those ministers still wanted more details, according to Jane Patterson on Morning Report. So what we have now is a decision in principle that the Cabinet wants to go ahead and at least look at this. So the main decision was signing off on that business case that will now be commissioned and after that they'll be able to really see the case laid out in much more detail. Jane Patterson went on to say that ministers wanted it crystal clear that this would be a public broadcasting outfit with a charter to uphold. But it's still not clear how public funding and commercial revenue will combine, a point made on RNZ's The Panel last Wednesday by media studies lecturer at Victoria University, Peter Thompson, who's also the chair of the pressure group Better Public Media. If you look at other other entities overseas, such as RTE in Ireland or CBC in Canada, I mean, successful and sustainable hybrid models of public broadcasting require at least 50% of their funding to come from public sources. Um, So if you're looking at RNZ, of course, that's about $43 million of funding at the moment. If you want to make TVNZ completely publicly funded, uh, that would be $300 Clearly that's not going to happen. But the question is, is the government willing to put enough money into, for example, decommercialising or partly decommercialising TV1 uh, to make significant components of its service public service? And I'm thinking that's still going to be cost something in the region of 70-odd million to achieve. So there's big money at stake then, and that is a critical aspect of the new plan. Now, coincidentally, RNZ's panel guest that day who was listening in was a former head of news and current affairs at TVNZ back in the days that it operated under a public service charter. But Bill Ralston didn't know how this would shape down either. I don't know how they're going to talk this one through. Peter, do you know? I, I don't. Uh, we, we haven't been told the details and the plans that the different advisory groups have put before the government have been very, very tightly guarded. So I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a, a clear blueprint and that's really I think it's high time that, that the government made some of this, uh, this thinking available so there can be a proper debate about it. And Peter Thompson's right about that. So far, there's a blue sky idea on the table, but no clear blueprint to be debated by anyone outside Cabinet or stakeholders in broadcasting public service and politics who are part of the process. And it seems it'll be a while yet before details of the new public media entity to come are actually revealed to the public 
and the rest of the media. And without a source or sources willing to spill some of the beans to RNZ's Jane Patterson about all that, well, we'd know even less. On Morning Report last Wednesday, Jane Patterson also said that the current lack of clarity may not actually change the government's target for all this, having the new public media outfit in place just three years from now. But the minister, Chris Farfoy, wouldn't talk to RNZ about any of this, and RNZ says it's got no comment either. But one thing RNZ did announce this week was the appointment of a new head of communications, responsible for external communications and stakeholder relations. Charlotte McLaughlin, previously a PR chief for the commercial broadcaster MediaWorks, takes up that new job in early March for an initial six-month term, a term which will run right up to the election in September. So there's lots to be communicated between now and then about this new plan for a new public media entity. But for now, the biggest media shake-up for years is still a work in progress behind closed doors.